Welcome to Bat Therapy, exploring your favorite comic book characters through the lens of clinical psychology. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We're your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and comic enthusiast and nerd aficionado Keaton Hopkins. This podcast is about providing education and understanding, and it's not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. Welcome to another episode of Bat Therapy. I'm going to do my best not to bully Superman too much. He's a good, <laughs> he's a, he's a good guy, but it's... You know, Gullible's written on the ceiling with him, but uh, he's, he's a good guy. <laughs> so, yes, today we are hitting a huge topic, actually, um, that I think we're hitting more generally, and I'm sure it'll come up. We'll hit more on specific comics and movies and all that stuff later. Uh, but, yes, we're going to talk about comparisons and, and also contrasting uh, Superman and Batman. So, yeah, it it might be a little. I mean, who knows? Sometimes we surprise ourselves. So, for all we know, maybe we'll we'll come out on Superman's side today. Right. Well, and it's funny because like I feel like we've already hit a lot of these points in previous episodes of the podcast. Like I was thinking about it today when we did the uh, the podcast for the Matt Reeves Batman, um. and you know, Batman and Superman are both orphans, but one of them had a billion dollars, which you know, it doesn't eliminate the blow, but I feel like a billion dollars makes things a little bit better to, to deal with, right? Okay, I mean, we we can't deny the fact that there are many stressors that come from finances, right. but I don't know. I think there's there are multiple there are multiple differences. It's not just the billion dollars, but I think I think that it definitely. I don't know if, if you look at the human behind the masks, so to speak. I mean, I know Superman doesn't have a mask, but he seems to just live a happier, more fulfilled life in most versions. And I think, despite the the billion dollars on the side of Bruce Wayne, absolutely. Even though he is not human, he had the all American human parents he Mm -hmm. had a pretty all-american childhood like their biggest differences is how one was just happily raised and one was kind of forced into like an alternative race like and alfred did the best he could but the the damage had already kind of been done because of the trauma that bruce dealt with and the lack of trauma that clark so, in, and there's an interesting with. piece, right? So, um, you have two orphans, technically, al- right. albeit very early on, Clark Kent was adopted. Um, and so, I apologize for folks out there if if your biological parents died and then you and then you were adopted. Maybe you don't consider yourself an orphan. I'm not sure, but technically, both orphans in terms of their genetic, their biological parents. Right. But. Even with that similar, I mean, there are some very distinct differences between how they become orphans. Yes. I mean, there's the age they're at when they're they're orphans, what they remember or don't remember about becoming orphans, how well they knew their parents that they lost. Um, also, even the even the cause of the trauma 
where granted, I mean, a, a whole world being destroyed, which is what happened right. to Clark Kent Kal-El, uh, is, is terrible. But he also didn't, one, he doesn't actually remember this, um, which probably helps him manage. But two, um, when it comes to, a lot of times our brains in some ways kind of heal or have less intense reactions to like natural disasters versus yeah. what crime where it's like human to human impact. Uh, yeah, that makes, yeah, that makes sense. It's still tragic, but one Absolutely. is like, wow, this was something monstrous that happened versus a crazy act of nature. Yes. And which once again, like you were saying, th those acts of nature are can be very devastating and nothing you know not right. taking away from that but there's yeah sometimes it, it's just in our brains sometimes we can just kind of take that in a little bit differently and and once again him not having known those those people that planet personally it, it for him probably feels a little bit more like you know a history book and, and reading about things that you might feel something about versus living through yeah. And well, and what's funny, too, is thinking about that from the Superman perspective. So Superman's origin, what happens to Krypton has varied some because so yeah, some true. of the stories, it's like, oh, we destroyed Krypton. We as a people destroyed it. And so we're going to stay here and send our son off. And mm -hmm. then other stories, it's like plants about to be destroyed. The only thing that's available is this one baby sized Uber and we're going <laughs> to send him off. And unfortunately we can't go with him. Right. So there's yeah. like, there's two different yeah. versions of it. I feel like, the first one makes more sense because this technologically yeah. advanced people, y'all just don't have spaceships lying around. Like I find that hard to believe. Well, and even like, I mean, given our world today, I, I can believe more and more as well that like you trash your own planet, you cause its own upheaval. And then you refuse to believe that you're causing its own upheaval to the point where you literally end up dying there instead of saving yourselves. Uh, I, I, can, nose. <laughs> I can feel that truth. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> We're Ugh. laughing through the tears. Oh, man. It's like that movie, uh, Don't Look Up. Oh. That. Yeah. That was, a, that was a tough watch, I gotta say. <laughs> His, his origin is interesting because, yeah, he doesn't have the same kind of trauma that, that, yeah. that Bruce does. But at the same time, having so many questions is also ha has to be a, a factor, too. Like, not actually being able to know what your parents were like. Mm -hmm. And honestly, finding out later on. Because Clark doesn't immediately know that he is an alien his parents kind of hold it in until his superpowers start <laughs> kicking in and then the kents are like okay so what's happening to you there is a reason you know that barn that we keep locked back there <laughs> like, and i now, can't Im yeah now to be fair to them because part so so i'm definite like i was raised by parents like this i'm probably gonna be a parent like this where it's like you know, don't hide things from your kids, talk about things. And, you know, of course, keep in mind their age and what they're able to take in, but not really like hiding the important stuff. Like right. I, if, if I say adopted a kid, I'd, I'd probably tell them from day one that they were adopted and we'd talk about it. But at the same time, to be fair to them, um, saying not only did we adopt you, but you're from an alien planet. Like I, I can see that being something <laughs> you can't just like tell a person. Yeah, right. that'd be that'd be a lot. 
Well, yeah, and also it would be pretty unbelievable. But I right. tell you, I would believe it pretty quick if suddenly I shot lasers from my eyes and <laughs> didn't know why. You pulled a Homelander. Right. Like, suddenly that happened. It's like, oh, wow. Like, I'm glad it turned out better for Clark. Like, he didn't yeah. actually mistakenly fry someone to death, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That would have been, that would have been bad. Like, that happened in Superman Speeding Bullets. But in, like, the standard Superman mythos, he, j it just, they kick in one day and it's like, what on earth is going on? And Pa Kent's like, uh, actually, we, that cornfield. So that's where we found you. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's be clear, because Keaton started today with, okay, I'm going to try and not be super mean to Superman here. Keaton is obsessed with Smallville. Yes, fine. Yes, I am. I do. So Smallville made me like Superman a lot more because until then everything that i had really seen was well one i had seen like the the bumbling christopher reeve superman yeah. which christopher reeve was great and he just he did something with the role that i don't think can ever be touched because it was just he had something special with with him but it was just funny and annoying just watching Clark Kent just be this sad <laughs> bumbling man and he's pretending the whole time and you're just like oh I know you're Superman I hate this <laughs> but with Smallville getting to see it from their freshman year of high school all the way through mm. it was so much better because you actually got to see Superman but he was emotional. He wasn't just yeah. like the the standing figure in the middle, just giving everyone hope. Yeah. He was actually pretty hopeless a lot of the times in Smallville. And, and at the same time, was distinctly different from Bruce Wayne and Batman, which is how it's yes. meant to be. Which it is okay. I don't like hate the super most recent Superman movies, like a lot of people seem to, but I will say that I felt like that Clark Kent veered more toward kind of the Batman realm yeah. than I personally liked. And and I agree with you that in Smallville, um, there, there, yeah, there were a lot of these human contexts and he wasn't just like this like perfect character. And at the same time, he was still distinctly Clark Kent. Yeah. Yeah. What made Smallville good too is the Kents actually got credit for mm. raising Clark. Like so many times... You, whenever you see Superman in a movie or something, it's like, hey, look, it's the Kents, and now he's an adult and he's Superman. But <laughs> Smallville, the Kents were constantly in his life, constantly showing him the path to being a good person. Yes. And so he really is like truly a hero, but at the same time, he's very much human because of the people that raised him. And so that, I think, is one of the huge distinctions in terms of the trajectory of Superman versus Batman, mm -hmm. where here, here are these, these things that, could, that, that really shift their lives and their perspective of things. And one of them is then focused on how to make him as human as possible. And connect right. him to humanity, which, thank God, because once again, we don't want Homelander. <laughs> so how to very <laughs> importantly help this essentially godlike creature 
be able to connect and relate and be human versus on the other side, you kind of have the opposite direction happening where you had all these traumas that happened due to humanity and being human. And therefore, how do you remove the vulnerability and how do you become less human? Right. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very good point. It's like Superman wants to be human and mm-hmm. he wants to be accepted, which is funny because he's so accepted. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, Lex Luthor's the only person that doesn't like Superman, it seems like. Like, even <laughs> Superman's villains are like, eh, you got a point. Like, you know, like... <laughs> Like and and so, but he can't. He he just wants to be accepted, and he mm-hmm. wants to be normal. Like a lot of the times, even in TV shows, like whether it's the Superman cartoon or in the movies or anything, if if Superman ever gets to a point where something happens and he loses his powers, he's so happy. <laughs> he's like, yep. he's like, oh, okay, cool. I yeah. can be normal. I'm a real boy. Like that's how mm-hmm, that's how mm-hmm. he reacts to it. Versus like, um, oh shoot, I don't remember. I, you know, I'm terrible at remembering which comic and whatnot. But there's a a comic where some villain comes around and somehow some stone is touched, and then Bruce Wayne gets Superman's powers. Oh gosh, I don't remember that one. Yeah, and the interesting thing is that so so all these people if they touch the stone they get what they most wish in the world, but it comes at great price. Oh, okay. As it always does. And so he yeah, he touches it and he ends up having so essentially they switch powers so to speak. So I mean, he gets he gets Superman's powers and Superman's human and it it was interesting because you you see how Batman is still Batman and it like degrades him from the inside out. He like he ends up being in the night all around the world and it literally takes Dick Grayson being like, Hey, um, I can almost beat you up because you remember how Superman needs the sun? And he's like, Oh yeah, I need the sun. <laughs> So he gets so intense and obsessed that he actually like loses the the prowess of Batman uh, because of that versus Superman, who literally is probably constantly dreaming of being human. So it's almost like he needs to want to be human for his powers to be truly effective. Well, it's funny because like when you think about the amount of work that has to be put in to be Superman versus being Batman, one is very much way easier than the other like Mm -hmm. batman had to like train his body like he had to learn to be a a, an amazing swimmer an amazing rock climber like he has to climb every wall he has to be able to fly planes he not to mention be the like a a big scientist and detective and right yeah right he has to be so brilliant superman just has to wake up and blow away the clouds and he's he's like i'm good Superman, Here I am. Superman has to just focus on only working 5%. Right. U- like utilizing 5% of himself. And then... Right. Which would all, which, oh gosh, that would, I'm not going to lie. That would be very, very difficult. Like it Superman's not allowed to get road rage. Like hopefully he doesn't actually have oh, to man. drive anywhere. But like, can you imagine if you, 
if you like cut Superman off in traffic and he was Homelander, right? Like mm-hmm. I, Homelander's the go-to when you think about, wow, what well, if yeah, Superman went that bad? Way. Right. Like he's so yep. bad. He's so bad. But yeah, like Superman's life is like, he definitely goes through a lot, especially being from a different planet. But like the things that he has to do are very, very different from Batman because yes. Superman lives in a world where he is invulnerable except mm-hmm. for one thing while batman <laughs> is vulnerable to literally everything he's human just like us like batman can catch a cramp in his hamstring while chasing the joker oh. right like that's like that he's he's so human batman has to, might have to take zyrtec for his allergies right like oh man <laughs> it's the springtime i know the penguin's about to rob that bank but jesus yeah <sighs> i love when alfred gives him shade when he's got like a cold yeah yeah. yeah, it's like, oh yeah, I got soup waiting for you in the bat cave. Like he's so <laughs> human. He's so, good thing Alfred is there that to be inhuman yeah. and get him through life. You know, it, it it does shine a light though on on how impressive Superman, Clark Kent, Kal El, whatever name you want to use in the moment. But how impressive he is though. I mean, if you have to restrain yourself that much all of the time. Yeah. It must be hard to restrain yourself physically in such ways and also at the same time open yourself up so much emotionally. Oh yeah. There there was a uh, there was an episode I think of it was, I think it was Justice League Unlimited. Uh Darkseid invades Earth and Superman kind of goes up to him and he gives this really badass speech cuz he's like, you know, I've lived my whole life here on Earth. And I constantly feel like I'm walking on eggshells, mm. always pulling my punches, always making sure I don't mistakenly go too far. Oh, I remember this. And he looks at Darkseid and he's like, but you can take it, can't you? Yes. This is going to be one of those times I actually get to let loose. And it like mm-hmm. gives you chills because it's like, ooh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was half him like, oh man, yeah, this is what I want to see. <laughs> was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, man, like, oh, can you imagine being with your wife and, like, not being able to fully touch her or hug her or kiss her even? Like, oh, man, there's so, like, that's got to be so hard. Right. Right. (laughs) But, (laughs) yeah, that's got to be, yeah, that's got to be difficult, right? It's got to, because I remember in the movie Hancock, I think there was, like, a really... Like, there was a deleted scene of, like, him finishing and it going, like, through the roof or something insane (laughs) like that. It was so, it was bad. It was bad. But, like, it's just one of those things that makes you think, like, when you have Superman's powers, as cool as it would be, Mm. so many drawbacks. Like, alcohol doesn't affect him. Superman Mm. has a rough day. He can't just go (laughs) have one. And at the same time, if he could, can you think about how dangerous a drunk Superman would be? Oh, my God. Right? What do you think drunk Superman would do first? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Probably. On They did this in Smallville. They did this they in did? Smallville, too. I remember, remember that. Remember Zatanna spiked his, oh, yeah. his, his champagne with magic so that he actually got drunk. And the next morning in the hotel room, like the, the LexCorp sign. Is inside the hotel room. He like stole it off a skyscraper, and I deep down I think that would be the first thing he did. He would go like be like, 
man, I hate this dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is true. I mean, letting off steam. Okay, so alcohol doesn't work. Um, I mean, you can't just like go and like go to the gym. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I <guess> mean, I'll... <laughs> he like so destroys I'm... half the planet, just right. kind of letting off some steam. Oh, like, that'd be tough. Lifting mountains. Mm-hmm. Right, just like, I guess oh, they can so fly into right space now. and like ram through some asteroids or something. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Or like just go sit on Mars like Doctor Manhattan when he got sick of humanity. There just you like go. I'm out of here. Y'all, <laughs> y'all make me sick. I'm, I'm done right now. <laughs> right. And then, but on the other side of that is Batman, who mm-hmm. every single night takes out all of his pain on mm-hmm. the criminals of Gotham, and still. He also still walks on eggshells because Batman has honed his body to the point that he could, and he knows the moves, like he could very easily kill someone. And, and he and, has rage. Right. So much anger. Mm-hmm. So much anger. And Clark doesn't have the rage that Batman does. Yeah. And it's a good thing. Now, what's interesting, though, is Clark's cousin, Kara, Supergirl, mm. they and they never, they've never written her this way live action at all, but Supergirl actually has a temper like a heavy temper like when she when like i think it's during uh blackest night and all the different comic book heroes get their respective rings she gets a red ring of Mm. anger like she actually has a lot of anger but you you don't they don't really i've never really seen her like written that way now correct me if i'm wrong but she remembers krypton Yes. Right? So, soup, yeah, and and Clark actually ends up getting quite a bit of information from her. So, what ended up happening is she was in a pod just like Clark's was, but for whatever reason, the pod that they're in keeps them from aging. Mm-hmm. And so Clark's pod landed and immediately opened. Mm-hmm. Hers landed, and I guess I think there's different variants of this. Like either she got caught in a wormhole or something happened and she was lost in space or it landed on earth but whatever reason for whatever reason it didn't open until years and years later and so when it opened she was still like a teenager and clark was already an adult Mm -hmm. and she was a teenager when she left krypton right okay so so once again though i mean i think that hits on one of the important factors when we're talking about superman batman so she's got more of this anger and rage that might relate to right. how Batman feels. Well, the loss of her planet is going to hit her a lot more than it's going to hit Kal-El. Right. It's yeah, right. That's that's a very that's a very good point. That's a very good point because she is in this place where she is in this brand new environment. Mm. The only environment Superman has ever known has been Earth. Right. That's the only one he can really remember. And everything about Krypton, he either learns from his ship or he learns from Supergirl. Everything Mm -hmm. he knows about Krypton. But Supergirl remembers both Krypton and she remembers now she's on Earth and trying to deal with it as a teenager. Like as a teenager, I didn't deal with anything well. Like I had really angsty away messages and passive aggressive right away messages man yeah those were something oh yeah i had so many lincoln park lyrics (laughs) so many lincoln park lyrics oh man those were the days 
but yeah, she and so yeah, she has the anger. You're absolutely yeah. that was a very good point, Amelia. She has the anger that Superman doesn't, and a lot of it is because of mm-hmm. the planet that she remembers that is now gone. Yeah. Now, I mean, this, this all being said, like you had a really good point earlier. I'm, uh, so there, there's the kind of the the lost piece, the orphan piece, all that doesn't necessarily hit him the way it does Kara and Bruce Wayne, but. He has these very distinct differences about himself that you were talking about the questions and the unknowns that took a while for him to learn about. And the fact that a lot of this stuff, he didn't even know he was different at first. I mean, there's definitely a lot that would be very hard for him to feel connected and human or connected to, to anything really. I mean, I'm, I, here I am, this is all I know. And yet I'm distinctly different from everybody here and fortunately, as things kind of play out, he, he gets more information over time um, from, you know, different sources like Kara, for example. But, yeah, that does have to be tough to, to just not know where you come from in that way. And, and, you know, some when it comes to not knowing where you started, um, you know, let, let's take being adopted at a very, very young age different people are also going to react to that in different ways and it seems like he's able to react to it probably in one of the healthier ways I mean that's a really that's tough you know not being able to have those questions answered and for some people that would just be something that always sat with them and and he seems to have some of that you know that that searching that wanting to be human and, and connected is probably linked to all that um but but he seems to overall be able to to handle it really well yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think it's it's hard to I, I feel like it's hard to judge anybody by how they react to it, because that's mm. it's like you said, it's different for everyone. And that's that's a really hard hand to oh, be yeah. dealt, whether you don't remember, whether you do. It's it's a really hard thing to be dealt because both of them see life as being very fragile mm. right because yeah. we just talked about how superman walks on eggshells at all times like man it's so easy to kill someone and then yeah. batman of course sees life as fragile because he literally watched his parents murdered mid-movie outside of a theater yeah. right and so both of them are just like life is fragile i need to do what i can to help people and but they do it in vastly mm-hmm. different, vastly different ways. And I think that that's why, honestly, a lot of my favorite storylines are the the ones that combine Batman and Superman together. I just love the juxtaposition of those two together because oh, yeah. I, I think because of all this, because they they really do want the same things but work very differently, and their personalities are so different. And yeah, that it playing off of each other is just always just so interesting and so fun to see it because of exactly what you're talking about. And it's funny because it's like you said before, Batman wishes like Batman would he would love to have Superman's powers and he gets so annoyed too because like they'll they'll be investigating something. And it's like, oh, I wonder who did it. And then Clark will be like, oh, I just used my x-ray vision. It was this guy. And it's like, okay, well, we got to find him. Clark's like, oh, I hear him talking across town right now. I know exactly where he is. And Batman's just like, 
you're the worst. But like, but, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's one of those things where he doesn't like for Clark to like mm-hmm. take over. He still wants to do his thing, even though Clark could do it at 12 times the rate that Batman could get anything done. He's still yeah. like, no, I can do my own thing. I don't really. He Batman will, would hate to admit that he needs Superman's help. That was one of the biggest differences, I think, in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm. It's that Batman, like, legit was like, we gotta bring Clark back. We can't do this without him. I feel like normally Batman would never admit that. <laughs> uh, I think there are, I think there are the moments. And and the, the kind of timing of the different characters and where they were in their own history was, was kind of interesting. That's true. They did it with, very different. With, yeah, like, very different than most other storylines. But it, it's definitely true. I mean... It's it's very rare that Batman calls in Superman or anyone from the Justice League into Gotham or to help him, despite the fact that he has to work so much harder. Yes. But I also wonder if part of that is, I mean, obviously Batman's not going to ask for help. I mean, this is a common theme. But yeah. also, if he's going to ask for help, Superman's usually one of the last people he would ask for help. Yes. And... You know, part of that might be kind of their differences, but I almost wonder if part of that is kind of a respect thing where everyone is is needing Superman all of the time and he really, if he's not careful, would just be, I mean, the okay, yes, he can, he can see who the criminal was. He can find them immediately. He can also hear all the cries for help, all the bad things happening all of the time. And so I wonder if part of it is like Batman saying Batman doing for Superman what he might not be able to do for himself and just being like, let me not pull in Superman unless he really needs to be here. That's a very that's a very good point. That's a very good point, because Superman makes the entire world and even the entire solar system his responsibility. Yeah. Like if if a volcano is erupting in Japan, Superman's going to be there. If the Great Barrier Reef is in trouble in Australia. Superman's going to be there. If the Eiffel Tower is about to fall down, Superman will be there. He's all over the world, just like, who needs the most help? And Batman's like, Superman doesn't have time to stop a bank robber. I'm going to go punch him in the face. Right? Like, And, and, and I'm going to feel better afterwards. <laughs> and I'm going to feel great afterwards. Bat therapy right like he's (laughs) and so yeah he he kind of takes the small things but he but the the small things become big things so quick in gotham like he but and so it gets out of hand really quickly but a lot of the threats that superman deals with are world enders right very true very true versus batman it it would destroy a city and it, it could be very like I'm not knocking down Batman's criminals because they are horrible, horrible. Like they're, they do some serious damage, but Superman's criminals, like their story is I'm here to destroy earth. A lot of the times outside Mm -hmm. of, outside of Lex Luthor, which is why Lex Luthor is by far Superman's most interesting villain because he, he always brings Superman down to a human level. Like he just, he just has he just has Superman's number, and it's wonderful seeing good Lex Luthor stories with Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, that's definitely true. That probably largely due to what his abilities are, that he does tend to work on that macro scale versus Batman's working on more the micro, the city level 
uh, of things. And I mean, Batman does get brought in kind of the the opposite direction where he gets brought into the bigger stuff when like more people are needed. But yeah, I, I mean, it is it, it it is interesting, and and that kind of makes me think too. Like it's it's nice how well they get along because I couldn't help but think about what a real life work environment would be for these two and if if it was like the real world I feel like they would just like have all of these stupid little fights because their egos were getting bruised yeah <laughs> yeah and it's funny because Batman is nor a lot of the times like whenever Justice League is written Batman's one of the ones that are that's the most skeptical of it he's like I'm gonna just stay in Gotham and yeah. do my own thing if the world's really about to end here's my cell phone number like he's that's that's him he's like i'm gonna stay in gotham do my own thing train all my little robin child soldiers to help me and call me if you need something whereas superman's like we need to help the entire world everyone needs to be helped we have to form the justice league and we're gonna save the world batman's like nighttime in gotham that's where i'm that that's yeah. that's my thing well and and so okay one of them is a billionaire there's obvious privilege that comes with that. And he's, you know, they're also both white dudes. <laughs> so, right. well, not all the time anymore, but most of the time, white dudes. Um, uh, one of them's a billionaire. All of these things bring a lot of privilege. But but one of the things that's like a unique privilege is like Superman's abled plus, right? He's super abled. So, I'm, I mean, a lot of times there are things where, where people who do not have a disability, we don't have to think about things and we take things for granted and da-da-da-da. Okay, well, now pretend that there's this, like, next level up where you can be, like, super abled. Yeah. And so, yeah, sometimes Superman's kind of head in the clouds because of that. Even though he does tend to really connect with humanity and, and really care, and, and I do believe he does a great job with, like, empathizing at the same time, there there are just these like snippets where he truly gets a sense of what it is to be human. Like I, I love him in um, Adventures of Lois and Clark. There's one where he like starts getting sick and he's like, I've never had a cold before. And just like seeing him just oh, kind of yeah. look so sad and pathetic because he's like <laughs> sniffling. That happened in Smallville too where he like he sneezes and it blows the like door <laughs> Oh, of no. the barn like all the way across Smallville <laughs> and lands in front of Lois while she's jogging miles away. They yeah, it's always fun seeing him human because he's like, that's what this is like? Like mm -hmm. what on earth? This is so weird for me. And Clark's just over in the corner just like rolling his eyes. So you you do bring a good point though about how Superman is super abled. But at the at the same time it's funny because normally we, like I said, we always see Batman operating in gotham but bruce is super able on the money scale right true and, and let's i mean we right. can't discount that and yeah. normally he's the one that it's funny because even though he's skeptical of the justice league a lot of times he's the one that bankrolls it oh yeah it's like oh yeah i bought this this will be our headquarters i just bought this building oh mm -hmm. yeah i bought yeah i'll pay for that satellite it just yeah it just coincidentally just has wayne enterprise's name yeah. all over it and even when he loses all his money he doesn't seem to actually lose all his money. I mean, I would love to see a storyline where he loses all his money and he's like literally working through scraps. Right. But <laughs> and truly having to do it without the bankroll. What, what would be funny too is, and I've always thought about it, like if Batman didn't have the money, if he just had enough startup money, he would probably have enough if he just kept the funds that he got from the criminals he busted. Oh, that's true. Right? Yeah. 
Like he thought. (laughs) And I think his morality scale would allow for that. As long as it wasn't like taken from, he'd almost turn into a Catwoman. Yeah. That's why they're good together. So I was also thinking though, like Batman with a Kickstarter. Right. Like, oh yeah. Go fund me page. I need, yeah, Batman. I need a, yeah, set up a GoFundMe. I need a plane now. I know I have a rocket car, (laughs) but I also need a jet. Like a supersonic jet. <laughs> hear me I out. Yeah, Shaped hear me, like a bat. Hear me out. And I'm going to be having a cookout next week and selling plates for $8. <laughs> so come get a plate and help me get my bat plane. Right? I mean, is there a Batman character that doesn't have the money? I mean, obviously, he... I mean, he... Yeah, I think he fronts the bill for a lot of the characters related to him that, that don't have the money, right? Like Robin. Yeah. And... yeah, he does. And and the thing is, a lot of the, like, superheroes that are on the ground, like, they have something financially that gets them by. Like, there's very few superheroes that are, like, broke. The, the one that comes to mind always for me is Spider-Man. Like, I love Spider-Man mm-hmm. because he is just... New, he is just New York's greatest superhero, but my <laughs> God, his life sucks. He always has rent to pay. His boss hates him, barely pays him for the pictures he takes of himself. Romantic life is always on the rocks. Like He, he just has a rough life. Versus Batman, he's just out here pretending to be a ladies' man, when in reality, it's yeah. all an act, so people don't realize that he's Batman. Mm-hmm. And then Superman is funny, because he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a reporter and I have this super crush on my badass coworker and she's super duper awesome. And Batman doesn't even really get in a like his serious relationship is with <laughs> one of the people that he's fighting against. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. And, and that, she's a shade of gray. Yep. And and you know yeah, I I'm just thinking about how if Bruce Wayne hadn't had all that money, he would have, I'm, hmm. Maybe he wouldn't, I mean, like, obviously there are things that would have made it harder to, like, be effective as a superhero. But I'm also thinking just as a person, his personality, I wonder how it potentially might have been different because I think his his stubbornness and his resolve would have still been there. Yeah. So I don't think he would have, I think he still would have gone for this type of life. And I think he would have realized that with when you don't have the money, your relationships with people are going to matter more because you're going to need more from those people. So I wonder how that would have changed his just like personability. That's a good, that's a good question. Like what would Batman, what would Batman be? Can you you imagine him being like Clark Kent friendly to people? Like that'd be so weird. It would, it would be, it would be weird. And it, and it kind of, but it's, but what's so, and that's, oh my gosh, that's what's so funny because think about who their parents were, the, the Kents and the Waynes, you could almost swap them. Like the biggest difference was one was brutally murdered because every time we hear about the Wayne, like Thomas and Martha Wayne, they're just the best people oh like in in terms of ever. kind of the the kinds of personality traits yeah, the kind the of people of yeah the kind of and, per, the mm-hmm. kind of parents and the personality they had they were just the best people ever like they're just the nicest kindest people until one except in of course when we hit batman damned right when 
It's like yeah, and like yeah. Telltale, and yeah, right. they they started messing around with yeah, they some of the messing, background of but, of Bruce Wayne's parents. But but before that, when they were just the most wholesome billionaires around, right? <laughs> uh, and, well, and, yeah, I mean, uh, they were trying to fix Gotham, and that is true. I mean, very very different environments to grow up in. But yeah, a lot of the sentiments that their parents were teaching, it seems like were very similar. Yeah, like, I, oh gosh, Batman, I think Batman Begins has my favorite, I say my favorite Thomas and Martha Wayne, but honestly, they're pretty much the only Thomas and Martha Wayne I can think of <laughs> that have like significant speaking roles or anything in any of the Batman movies, because most of the time they're just dead yeah. already yeah. but i just remember how nice they were thomas wayne's like the family still own wayne enterprises and bruce is like dad is that where you work and he's like no that's for all the important businessmen i work at the hospital i'm like oh come on like <laughs> like, <laughs> like really dude really it's like yep i built this public transportation system for the entire city and i take it there every day to save as many <laughs> lives as i can and i don't ask for a dime and it's like wow okay, look at spoiler you. alert let let's just get this clear right now your healthcare providers are not that level of perfection we are oh, human beings <laughs> absolutely not i found out this week that all of my prescriptions are attached to my deductible. So until I meet my crazy high deductible, I have to pay fully for. I I, I hate health insurance. It's I, I despise it. I don't know if you can find a single healthcare provider in the United States who likes our healthcare system. It is awful. It right. yeah, it privatizes right. medicine. It's terrible. That really sucks. I'm I, not, yeah, I yeah. hate all that. Yeah, I guess that's. I guess I'm. I'm not really. I guess I'm just venting right now because it's not the. <laughs> it's certainly not the physician's fault. It's but insurance companies. Mm, I got a bone to pick with you. But it it, it, <laughs> it ruins the whole system. And and the 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 thing is is that like yeah I mean. It would be nice if there were many Thomas Waynes in the world that could fix everything. And and there are rich people who do a, a lot of great things to try and help the world. And, right. you know, there there are those people out there. But, yes, um, there, there does tend to be this, like, um, very wholesomeness that you're, you're right. It, 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 you don't necessarily notice it because it's not on the farm. You know, you've, you've got the down-to-earth kind of – uh, childhood like you think wholesome there but you're right like uh, Bruce Wayne's parents often are are seen or described in that same kind of wholesome perspective and the thing is sometimes I think about it because we know that Bruce Wayne is normally just this ridiculous crazy playboy that lives lavish lifestyles <laughs> but ideally he could easily be on the other side of the financial Superman, like that yes. gives people hope with all the things that he does. And I think that's where they're moving him towards. I think they are recognizing that, oh, money can move mountains the same way that Superman can. We need to actually show more of what Bruce Wayne is doing over here yeah. and not just him punching villain criminals in the face at night. Like he can also be the symbol of hope for yeah. people that can't afford rent right now. <laughs> yep. Which is, I, I think hits on, on an excellent point that, that you were touching with me before we started recording, which, 
what is the symbol that is first and foremost for each of them? Because it's hope for Superman. Literally, right. the symbol means hope on his chest. But Batman literally takes something that he was extremely fearful as a kid and, and emanates that out into the world. Yeah. And so, yeah, there there are some kind of shifts now, like, okay, how can Batman help with hope? I mean, even the most recent Batman movie kind of played off of some of that stuff. I loved uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is nice, but it is interesting, kind of what they put face forward, right then and there, literally on their chests, is so different. Yeah, it's <laughs> I, it's funny because I'm trying to think of like if if I had to pick my biggest fear, and then I chose that as my symbol, it would probably be like I'd be like Rattlesnake Man, right? Like, but like it's funny that I I, I applaud Batman for choosing whatever his biggest fear was and making that his symbol. Like I'm going to yeah. use this fear. I'm going to hone it in. But, but meanwhile, Superman is just like adored. That, it, it, that's the mm. only reason. Yeah. And it drives Lex Luthor crazy. But besides that, it's just like, man, this guy can really do no wrong. And gosh, it was funny because now that the boys has come out, that's how they show Homelander at the beginning. And then you mm-hmm. find out the real Homeland and you're like, oh, Jesus, this is horrible. What if Superman was like that? And we know mm-hmm. he isn't because in the comic book pages, it's like, oh, this is Superman at home. And here he is as Clark Kent. But Homelander is who Let's Luther is scared of Superman becoming. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. It Yeah, it, it's definitely interesting and I mean, once again, like Superman doesn't have much to f- overcome fear-wise. At least, well, I, I think a lot of his stuff is maybe more complicated. He might like he might not define it as fear, even though there's it's probably technically related. I mean, probably a lot of concerns about fitting in and feeling connected, and like we were talking about, just all these kind of questions and differences about who he is as a person. But that, like that fear that just hits you when something's happening um, that you don't have control over that you can't do something about there are very few things he can't do something about right and and i think that brings it to the next point though because him and batman do share that common theme where it's like we can't lose people we have to save as Mm. many people as possible and that's when superman will really step up because he's like i have the ability to actually help the whole world and i'm gonna do my damnedest to make sure that i do it batman knows he has his limits but at the same time he's constantly pushing his limits like i'm gonna go farther i'm gonna save more and more Mm -hmm. and and so and and that's the the very unique difference yeah he's always pushing himself to the limits and if superman were like that it would be detrimental I'm, and I'm not saying Batman is not detrimental to him in certain ways, but I mean, for, for Superman, he he literally could be going almost constantly. And it must be really hard to, once again, be aware of all of these imperfections in the world that technically you can do things about and and having boundaries because it, it, it it's just not feasible to be everywhere all at once all of the time. So one thing that is interesting about Superman and Batman Batman was born Bruce Wayne, and Mm -hmm. eventually he became Batman because of his life. 
Superman was born Superman. Mm. Even his costume is made out of the garment or robe that his mom wrapped him in when she sent him to Earth. Yeah. He has always been Superman, and Superman is the only identity he has ever known, and he made up Clark Kent. Mm. Bruce Wayne, because of trauma, became Batman, and then ended up going back to pretending to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And that that's just something I've, I've always thought was, was very, very interesting the fact that superman was born superman like it wasn't one of those things like oh something exploded and he got superpowers like nope he was Mm -hmm, born mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the man of steel like this is who he is well and i would say i think that's an important distinction because i would i would say superman in some ways i think of that as like an identity because i i see superman as like his his creation that he's able to kind of use those parts of himself because you're right he he was born with the the being different being an alien having the the superpowers but he also like he he did develop kind of this identity of superman yeah but really he thinks of himself as clark kent right Despite the fact that he always had the powers, which is kind of like a weird twist. You'd, you'd think yeah. he'd be the one to always see himself as the superhero. And then the alternate identity is just kind of on the side. But yeah. they are very flip. Versus Bruce Wayne started as Bruce Wayne, probably didn't see himself as a superhero at all. Then this stuff happens. He creates Batman. But then Batman, he would probably say is him. And then Bruce Wayne is the kind of guy on the side. It's very interesting yeah, they're, they're yeah. kind of flipped from what you'd expect in terms of what they see as their identity. Which one's the identity versus which is like the alter ego? Yeah, it's I, I just think that's really cool. And it's interesting that you made the point about Clark, even though like he thinks of himself as Clark Kent. It makes me think about in Man of Steel because he always had it's like he always had this ability to be Superman. But yeah. even like Jonathan Kent's death in Man of Steel, he like stops him from being Superman. He's like, no, mm. the world can't know about you yet. And I, I hate that scene more than any of them because I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but but it is interesting. Like he has the ability to be Superman, but it still took an act like he still had to choose to become the mm. personification that is Superman. Yeah, it, it is, it is, it, yeah, that is a very interesting thing about him because even though he's the least human out of, he's the less, less human of the two, he identifies with the human side. He definitely had a more human childhood, right? Like, well, yeah, right. Yeah. He went to public school, <laughs> <laughs> right? He, yep. he worked on the farm in the afternoons mm-hmm. for his dad he had chores like he did his chores yep. fast but he still had chores like honestly <laughs> you could say like there are in in some ways superman is a lot more human than than mm, batman yeah. is oh isn't that the dream as a parent like your kid is super powered and literally can just do everything in like right? five minutes like, oh, nice <laughs> go, go do your chores which right. is literally everything <laughs> <laughs> do it all just do it all 10 minutes later all right now you can watch cartoons yeah cool deal <laughs> <laughs> love it 
I, you know, I do enjoy because I, I always wonder, like, man, what would it be like if Superman just got pissed and was like, all right, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm putting mm. my foot down. It makes me think about uh, Injustice because in Injustice, yeah. oh gosh, that would talk about a crazy beginning. It kind of goes off the rails, but the beginning, seeing what happens is so crazy. So for those of you that don't know, Injustice, what happens is the Joker sets off a nuke in the middle of metropolis like metropolis gets completely destroyed but before he does that superman flies down to try and get him and doomsday bursts mm -hmm. out of the he bursts out of the 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 building and clark is sitting there fighting doomsday and he like knots doomsday into space or whatever and then all of a sudden you realize that joker had laced scarecrow's fear toxin with kryptonite and so it wears off and this whole time clark was punching lois mm -hmm. and that drives him off the, off the edge because right after the fear toxin wears off is when joker sets off that nuke well in I the actually... middle of isn't it that, like, there's a device hooked to her heart, so when her heart stopped beating, that's what sets it off? Yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and so Clark essentially mistakenly kills Lois, and mm -hmm. then the nuke goes off that completely destroys yep. his city that he's always been the one to protect. And Batman is terrified because right then he's like, oh, no. Mm -hmm, oh mm -hmm. no and so batman actually has the joker in gotham and superman walks through the jail walks through the walls and puts his entire arm through the joker and it was the one of the most intense first issues of a comic book that i had <laughs> ever read my jaw was on the floor but what unfolds after that is this superman that's just had it with humanity and it's bs because yeah. he puts his foot down and he's like this is how we're going to do things. Mm -hmm. No more of this funny business. But the thing is, at that point, it becomes a dictatorship. But, oh God, seeing Superman at that point was a lot of fun. One of the main yeah. things I think that I remember is Aquaman has an issue with what Superman does. Like, you can't just do that. Who do you think you are? Blah, 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 blah. And Superman goes and picks up the city of Atlantis and drops it in the middle of the Sahara Desert. And then he basically looks at Aquaman and is like, what now, Aquaman? What are you going to do? Like, he he's just yeah, had it's, it. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a wild ride. I also definitely recommend Injustice. And yeah. it's based, they actually based the comics off of a video game, which I haven't played. Yeah. Have you played the video game? It is all right. The oh, okay. story, this I like the story a lot more than the video game. The video game plays like a Mortal Kombat game without the fatalities, which isn't as nearly as fun <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's that, just, that yeah. is a yeah it's a i once again i love yeah I, and, and batman of course is throughout this that story as well i love the interplays between the two characters because of their similarities and yet their very distinct differences and i also love the storylines where like batman gets kind of flipped into the superman territory or vice versa yes and, and yeah, yes. they're always so interesting because it, it is that play on, okay, yeah, there's a lot that these guys have in common and, and they relate to each other. And yet, uh, just, yeah, so many things can happen when, when the story gets flipped. And we talked about it before, like Superman speeding bullets is another one. So in, and in that one, of course, 
Kal-El lands in Gotham and gets adopted by the Waynes. And then when he turns 10, the Waynes still get killed. Mm. And I, I think what's interesting, I believe, is that's the first time his heat vision activates and he burns Joe Chill alive. Uh. Right I there. Just bought that comic uh, the other day. So you gotta I'm let me know what you. Then. Yeah, you gotta let me know what you think. Yeah, we can talk about it more. But yeah, it's always funny when you see their roles be reversed. Do you remember that episode of? I think it was. Was it Batman? It was Batman the animated series or the new Batman Adventures. But something happens and Batman gets incapacitated, and Superman takes over as being yes. Batman for a little while. <laughs> and it's the funniest thing because Bane is like fighting Batman and it's not working. It's like, what in the world is going on here? And Tim Drake's just over in the corner, just smiling. Cause he knows he's like, this is going to be great. Like, oh, was... I need to rewatch that one. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was, oh, man, it was good. It was really, good. I got, I can't remember what the episode was, but I'll yeah. definitely figure it out. Or like the Batman Superman uh, of the animated series. When um, they first meet each other and like Bruce Wayne, hooks up with Lois Lane and <laughs> yes. I love those episodes too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that is funny. That is funny. And, and another thing too, that makes them interesting is Superman is definitely the most powerful, but Batman mm-hmm. is still the smartest. Yeah. And it's little things like that, that always makes it fun too, because at one point I can't even remember the episode of justice league, but they're all in a room and they're all going and the flash doesn't realize that Batman knows all of their secret identities. And so Batman just basically goes around the room saying all of their secret identities. And then at the end he goes, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. (laughs) Yes. And then flash is like, show off. Yeah. It was so good. (laughs) It was so good. Yeah, but yeah, Batman's still like the smartest in the room. I mean, that's the only way. Like we said, he can, that's the only way he can make those dramatic exits with no one noticing, even yep. Superman. <laughs> yep. Oh, gotta love it. Gotta love uh, it. Oh my goodness, this has been wonderful. Do we have a mindful nerd moment today? Yes, let's do it. So, yeah, I was thinking of maybe taking advantage of Superman and his powers and just kind of trying to think of something with him. Um, So I know heights aren't your favorite thing, but I was thinking that we could uh, do some mindfulness of flying since, you know, why not? I I can, you know, I, yeah, I do have a slight fear of heights, but it's not, it's not in, what's funny is I'm not as afraid in an airplane as I am, say, standing at the top of a skyscraper. Oh, I totally get that. I'm the same way. Yeah. 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 Well, well, just, just remember, you're going to be safely seated where you are, even though, you know, your imagination will, will take you to great heights. Plus I'll be uh, Superman. This will work. You'll exactly. You'll be Superman. So even if you fall, nothing's going to happen. Just stay away from kryptonite. Yes. We're like halfway through the mindfulness. And then a kryptonite bullet comes piercing through the air. Right. No, See, yeah. I'm, yeah. Sorry to our <laughs> listeners because y'all were like ready for some mindfulness. And it's like, ugh, Keaton's still goofing off. My God. <laughs> <laughs> we like to be goofs. So, yeah. Let, let's do some uh, Superman flying. Um, I guess we'll have him... Uh, would you rather would you rather imagine flying over Smallville or over Metropolis? Let's do Metropolis. All right. I'm a city guy. So, all right. 
So, you know, obviously, you know, I'll, I'll leave it open. So if others who are hopefully wanting to listen and do it, if you prefer Smallville, you can, of course, imagine that. There's nothing stopping you. Um, but yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to imagine that we are Superman and there's nothing happening. You're not trying to get to anything. You're, you have a restful moment and, you know, those probably don't come around too terribly often. So just flying through the air in Metropolis, really just trying to take in that moment. So what we'll do is just our normal kind of sitting comfortably where you are, um, sitting upright and straight, but, you know, not, not being tense or tight, uh, resting your hands in your lap or just gently next to you. If you're comfortable with it, closing your eyes can sometimes help with that imagination. Otherwise, just relaxing your eyes uh, on one point in front of you, not really looking at anything in particular. And first, just noticing your breath, not changing your breath in any way, just bringing your attention to breathing and what the inhale and the exhale feel like, and as, as well as noticing the space in between. What we're going to do is one at a time, we're going to bring awareness to each of our five senses. The point here is to focus on the present moment in our imagined flight over Metropolis and how each scent is activated in that moment. First, let's start with hearing. Begin to notice all of the sounds around you as you fly through the air. Try not to judge the sounds, just notice them. They're not good or bad, they just are. The sounds might be internal, like your breathing or digestion. They might be close by, like the flapping of your cape or the wind whipping past your ears. Or it might be more distant, like the sounds of traffic down below or perhaps hearing music from a, a nearby office window. Try and pay attention to the sounds so that you can hear things that you might not have noticed right away. Really being attuned to what you can listen to, noticing all of the subtle sounds as you fly through the air. Next, shift your attention to smells of your environment. Notice the smell of the air, Notice any smells that you might notice of the buildings nearby or maybe a park, nature, maybe food stalls that are down below. Pay attention to those scents that might be more subtle. And you might even imagine that as you're, you're flying through the air, you... Find a, a, a space where you can close your eyes as you fly to really imagine honing in on that sense of smell. Next, let's do taste. A lot of times when it, when it comes to smell, it can help us also notice tastes that we might notice in our mouth that are brought on by those smells. Maybe as Clark Kent, you grabbed a snack right before your flight Noticing those aftertastes of that previous meal, maybe a hot dog at the hot dog stand next to uh, the Daily Planet. 
You can just notice your tongue in your mouth, your saliva, your breath as you inhale and exhale. We often have tastes in our mouth that go unnoticed. And sometimes running your tongue over your teeth and your cheeks can actually help you become aware of those things. So just paying attention to that as you fly through the sky. Next, let's focus on sight. Imagine looking around as you fly, observing your surroundings, noticing the colors, the shapes, and the textures. Really looking closely, noticing the sights that often go unnoticed. Where the shadows fall, where the light glistens, where things might be more dull or shiny and bright. Noticing the cracks along the edges, noticing the smooth parts, just really paying attention to all the, the sights, the, the buildings, the people, even the clouds around you. And last, let's focus on touch. Bring your attention to the sensation of your skin in contact with your uniform, the feel of your flapping cape, the feel of the wind as it moves past you, through your hair and against your skin. Notice the pressure that you feel as you move through the air. Observe the temperature where it might be more warm or where there's coolness. And maybe reach, even imagine reaching out a hand just to notice the texture of the air as you fly. So in a moment, we're going to stop our flight. Let's imagine that we're coming to a destination. Let's say, you know, we're coming to a street corner that's private. We can land and uh, go and, and switch back into Clark Kent soon. So we gracefully land in that spot, turn the corner where it's nice and quiet and private. And as you land, we're going to start shifting back into our own space, shifting from being Superman back into our own selves. First, I want to encourage you to just kind of shift and move around a little bit. So we're switching from that Metropolis street corner back to wherever you're sitting. Those movements just helping your body come out of our imaginations. Taking just a few deep breaths, breathing in relaxation, letting out any stress you may feel from your day. And when you're ready, open your eyes, refocus, and love to hear, Keaton, how that was for you. That was good. I like flying around. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, it was funny because I was thinking like when you whenever you got to the part where it said you landed, I'm like, man, Superman flies fast. I'm pretty sure we're in Tokyo by now. But <laughs> I know it was a very casual flight. Yeah. But I <laughs> but I do love sushi. And so that was my first go to. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's about to go. Down. Yeah. yeah, you can fly wherever you want. You're Superman. <laughs> no, I really did. I really did enjoy that. Yeah, that's the gosh. That's one I, I think I'm going to definitely do that one a lot nice. just like in my mind flying around because sometimes and I didn't even realize it before that it was mindfulness but sometimes like 
and this has been going on for years, I whenever I was like frantic or something or I couldn't relax or I couldn't sleep, I would take a trip in my mind. And I would mm. no, I would never be flying. I would always be driving. And so in mm-hmm. my head, I would just be taking a trip. I'm like, oh, I know this route. Like first I get on this road and mm. then I'm going to drive and then I make this right. And then I go straight here. Like I and now I'm knowing like, oh, what I was doing was was healthy. I just yeah. was like yeah. counting sheep didn't work. And so I did mm-hmm. something else and i you know i i I think with with batman probably wanting uh superman's powers he he probably does this right he's like (laughs) i'm flying around like what if i like i could do this with my jet but what if i didn't need a jet right i'm just flying around being mindful yeah, yeah. He's got enough money. I mean, he, he might be able to figure out a way. He does. He does. And I'm thankful for his money, and I'm thankful for Superman. The Cape Crusader, billionaire, and our reporter, man of tomorrow. So one thing that is interesting about Superman and Batman, Batman was born Bruce Wayne and Mm -hmm. eventually he became Batman because of his life. Superman was born Superman. Mm. Even his costume is made out of the garment or robe that his mom wrapped him in when she sent him to earth. Yeah. He has always been Superman and Superman is the only identity he has ever known. And he made up Clark Kent, Mm. Bruce Wayne, because of trauma became Batman and then ended up going back to pretending to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And that, that's just something I've, I've always thought was, was very, very interesting the fact that superman was born superman like it wasn't one of those things like oh something exploded and he got superpowers like nope he was Mm, born mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the man of steel like this is who he is well and i would say i think that's an important distinction because i would i would say superman in some ways i think of that as like an identity because i i see superman as like his his creation that he's able to kind of use those parts of himself because you're right he he was born with the the being different being an alien having the the superpowers but he also like he he did develop kind of this identity of superman yeah but really he thinks of himself as clark kent right Despite the fact that he always had the powers, which is kind of like a weird twist. You'd, you'd think yeah. he'd be the one to always see himself as the superhero. And then the alternate identity is just kind of on the side. But yeah. they are very flip. Versus Bruce Wayne started as Bruce Wayne, probably didn't see himself as a superhero at all. Then this stuff happens. He creates Batman. But then Batman, he would probably say is him. And then Bruce Wayne is the kind of guy on the side. It's very interesting. Yeah. They're they're kind of flipped from what you'd expect in terms of 
what they see is their identity. Which one's the identity versus which is like the alter ego? Yeah, it's I I just think that's really cool, and it's interesting that you made the point about Clark. Even though like he thinks of himself as Clark Kent, it makes me think about in Man of Steel because he always had it's like he always had this ability to be superman but yeah. even like jonathan kent's death in man of steel he like stops him from being superman he's like no mm. the world can't know about you yet and i i hate that scene more than any of them because i'm like this is ridiculous but but it is interesting like he has the ability to be superman but it still took an act like he still had to choose to become the mm. personification that is superman yeah, it, it is. It is. It, yeah, that is a very interesting thing about him because even though he's the least human out of, he's the less less human of the two. He identifies with the human side. He definitely had a more human childhood, right? Like, well, yeah, right. Yeah. He went to public school. <laughs> right he yep. he worked on the farm in the afternoons mm -hmm. for his dad he had chores like he did his chores yep. fast but he still had chores like honestly <laughs> you could say like there are in in some ways superman is a lot more human than than mm, batman yeah. is oh isn't that the dream as a parent like your kid is super powered and literally can just do everything in like right? five minutes like, oh, nice <laughs> Go do your chores, which right. is literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> do it all. Just do it all. Ten minutes later. All right, now you can watch cartoons. Yeah, cool deal. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown. You can find me at Crafting the Mind on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm comic enthusiast and nerd aficionado Keaton Hopkins. You can find me and my friends' movie reviews and reaction videos at TeamJVS.com or on YouTube at TeamJVS. For more information on this and other topics, check out our website at Bat-Therapy.com. To keep current on episodes and other updates, subscribe to our Bat Therapy YouTube channel or follow us on social media. We'll see you next week. Same Bat time, same Bat channel.